wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very podcast where each and every week I break down the latest and greatest news in PlayStation alongside me, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I'm great, Joe. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. Yeah. We're having a special episode because it's E3 week. Things have been going down, and to be honest, all the news is just all about E3. Yeah. So with that, usually we'd start the show with a little banter, you know, yeah. with what we've been playing. Sure. But instead of doing that, because to be honest, you and I have been streaming all of the conferences, all yeah. of E3. And what a pleasure that was. <sighs> it's been it insane. Such fun. It's great fun. It was <laughs> we, a lot, I, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was kind of done midway through the Square Conference. I could. I know. just. I mentally <laughs> clocked out. <laughs> we'll talk about that conference. Oh, I but, can't wait. Yeah, I I streamed the EA Play event uh, with everybody. It was so awesome to see how many people were in the in the room. Thank you so much. Again, I don't stream often, so when I see you know dozens of people in, it just kind of freaks me out a little bit. Um, you know. Saturday, I streamed with uh, the Nintendo guru himself, Bobby Pauls. We streamed the Xbox event. A PlayStation fanboy and a Nintendo fanboy watch <laughs> an Xbox event. Yeah. And then I watched right the blue Bethesda. Right in blue mid-screen, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and then we watched the Bethesda, um, the Bethesda yep. conference. And mm-hmm. then everything else, man, it's been just such a wild ride. Like, I haven't played any games since, I would like to say, the Stadia Connect event. I just been hunkered down. I also shout out to um, and thank you to the limited edition boys, uh, Matt and Mike, for coming on with us for Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm, they watched mm-hmm. it along with us, and that was a great time. And one more shout out, and then and then we're oh, done with the shout out. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Mr. Joe after work graciously letting us jump yes. on his stream for the Square Enix conference. Which yeah. I'll be honest, if you missed out, you definitely missed out because that was. That was a gosh dang treat oh. just to be in his presence. So with oh. that said, oh, so, Kyle, so happy. we usually talk about what we've been playing, yeah. but I'm going to switch it up a little bit this week. Let's switch E3. it. Let's switch it up. Where was your hype walking into this year's E3? Yeah. So uh, you're not listener who's listening to this right now. Yeah. You're not a big dum-dum like Andy House sometimes is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a PlayStation podcast. I'm a yeah. PlayStation gamer. Yeah. So... Going into it, knowing that Sony won't be there, it was I wasn't as hyped as usual, so I wasn't at a ten, but I was still at an eight point five, and it was right. close to a nine. Like E three is E three, like it's my favorite time of the year, minus Christmas. Like it's <laughs> if, it's video game Christmas. That's what it feels like yeah. for a whole week. Um, so that I was excited was to see what they showed off and what I'm going to be playing in the future. And my GameStop pre order account is already up to like eight nine games. Dude, my wallet is like <laughs> knock it off. What the f- what the fuck, yeah. Joseph? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Again, we'll talk about that in a sec. Mm-hmm. But why, why, so why 8.5? What is what is the conference that keeps you hyped for E3? If not PlayStation, what? Yeah, so for this one, um, knowing that we were going to get more news on Final Fantasy VII Remake, I was definitely looking at Square Enix and Avengers for this year's E3. I wanted to see more on that, um, as well as Microsoft. Uh, they were both tied for me because... A healthy Microsoft kicking ass is good for Sony. A healthy yeah. Nintendo is humble. good for Sony and Microsoft. It's amazing. So, like, yeah. yeah, I wanted to see them kick ass. Yeah. Um, my hype level is about an eight. 
I think I'm rooting for Microsoft the most because the Mm. same, like I'm here on PlayStation land and I'm enjoying myself. They're not giving me a reason to hop off, but Microsoft is making strides. They're saying the right things. Phil Spencer's on stage talking about crossplay, right? Doing this whole game passing that is really awesome. And so I'm looking at Microsoft for the first time going, yes, now let's start kicking ass Microsoft. Let's no more pulling the punches. Let's just, unleash havoc you know what i mean like let's get the hype going for microsoft one one more time but at the same exact time my other hype level is nintendo because there's just so many games i want to see from them because nintendo mm-hmm. genuinely does a really really good job so that's that's where my hype is I, i'm at an eight i'm rooting for microsoft and i'm rooting for nintendo because Nintendo's always my secondary console mm-hmm. so with that kyle yeah we're going to do the show again a wee bit differently. So every week, we usually do goobers, which consists of all of our news stories. But since it's E3, we're going to do the news a little bit differently. Here we go. Once a year, the top publishers and console makers, except for Sony, drop the latest and greatest game reveals and trailers. So here's what we're going to do. We'll go through the conferences, through the weakest and the strongest. We'll be breaking down the conferences so that you don't have to. We'll be including the Stadia Connect because Google is the largest company to enter the industry since Microsoft. We'll be excluding the indie events like the PC Showcase because, let's be honest, PCs are for nerds. So with all that (laughs) said, with all that out of the way, Kyle, are you ready? Prepare uh, the E3 uh, drop. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. Enter sound effect. Kyle? Yeah. We're talking about Stadia because it's Stadia, right? The, mm-hmm. These are the new kids on the block. It's Google of all companies, one of the largest in the world. Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about Stadia as the last conference, the weakest conference, the weakest showing? Let's find out. Let's get into it and find out. Let's get into it. So we're going to just do a brief summary of each conference, and let's break it down for you. Kyle, let's start off with Stadia. Uh, So uh, the Stadia Connect, uh, by the way, all this info comes from GameSpot. Um, uh, It happened a couple days before E3, so it it, it was like an early little surprise. Um, The first uh, first part of the Stadia Connect was about Stadia Pro. Google will offer a premium version of Stadia known as Google Stadia Pro that enables 4K video in the games you play. It will also include free access to a selection of games and exclusive discounts. It will cost $10 per month. Then they talked about the Stadia Founders Edition. To initially get access to Stadia, you'll have to purchase the Founders Edition. For $129, you get a Chromecast Ultra controller, three months of Stadia Pro, and a few other perks. And about those Stadia controllers, Stadia again showcased its dedicated controllers for Stadia, including some colors and their prices. These work with a variety of devices and are priced at $70. Then comes the question on everyone's mind, Stadia Internet Speed Requirements. Google Vice President Phil Harrison discussed how fast your internet internet has to be to use Stadia. Even with a 10 megabytes per second connection, you'll be able to get at least a 720p 60 frames per second experience, according to Google. Although higher speeds will enable 4K and HDR. For more, check out our rundown on Stadia internet speed requirements. Again, that is on GameSpot. 
So essentially in this 29 minute show, Stadia is a marketplace where you mm-hmm. can game anywhere. Think of it like your Epic store or Steam on the go. That's how I registered it in my mm-hmm. mind. So this is not a one-stop service. These are actually kind of tiered lists. Stadia Pro yeah. is the Google equivalent of the Xbox Game Pass. You'll have 30 games to start, but they have not listed any of the games except for Destiny. The mm-hmm. Founders Edition is the soft launch of Google Stadia. Not everybody can just get into the Stadia game at day one. You have to pre-order the Founders Edition to get into Stadia. There's a base version. That's where it opens the floodgates for everyone. That base account just lets you access games at a cost, at retail cost. So mm-hmm. it's not like you can just download Assassin's Creed for 10 bucks a month. You have to purchase Assassin's Creed just like anybody else, whether you were on an Xbox or a PlayStation. So it's kind of like if you want to shop at a Costco, you have to yeah. pay for membership to go in to buy the goods. Perfectly perfect, perfect, Kyle. That's why you're the best. So, question for you, Kyle. Why is yeah. it here? Why is it so low? It's it, the it, reveal. It's- it is. It's the huge reveal, and it didn't do anything to sway my questions about it, and mm-hmm. and why it would work for me out here in not great internet land. Um, yeah. And it also like while we're talking about the connect, a couple hours after this happened, they they somebody found out like if you're streaming sixty hours worth of of four um, uh, K video games, it's going to be be a terabyte terabyte oh my god terabyte of uh data uh which yeah. is a ton and if you're yeah. on a data cap that's going to be real bad for you yeah um, and a lot of people were kind of trying to defend it they're like well it's just 64 gigs but if you're on a data cap think about it like this you have a terabyte of storage every single month if you're if a game like that takes 64 megabytes uh of or sorry gigabytes of space if you mm-hmm. play for just five hours like every single week that adds up to like i think somewhere around like 200 gigs well, joe so i think all it's of a switch. sudden i think we're just saying it's switch i think it's if it's 60 hours of gameplay it's a one terabyte of data yes yeah, sorry if you're That's playing right i'm sorry i i got no, confused fine. here mm-hmm. um if you play five hours every single week, yes. that adds up to like 20, 25 hours. So even if you're not playing a lot, that those hours are going to add up to like, what, like around like 200 gigs of space. So then you already have to put that into account, that 25 hours of gaming into account when it comes into your internet browsing, your Wi-Fi, your Netflix streaming yeah. services, your Hulu. So that altogether is just not a, not a good it's not a good no. deal. And sure, it's good honest. if you don't have if you have unlimited data, sure, but not everyone has that. Yeah. Depending like on I the have service. it cuz yeah. I'm in the tri-state area, but if you're in mm-hmm. San Francisco, if you know, if you're in like Montana or if you're in Washington, the more rural areas, you're data capped. Yeah. Especially if you have like Time Warner, you're just completely mm-hmm. screwed. So, yeah, no, and, and, this isn't and, a great deal. And another reason for me why this is the weakest one mm-hmm. is you you mentioned it beforehand. Um, the only thing that we know we can play right now really is Destiny Two mm-hmm. with the Founders Pack, and not the other games that are included in the price of streaming. Like it, it seems like you get the like I said, you go to Costco, you need the membership card, yeah. and then you still have to buy the games 
to stream wherever you want type of thing. Well, for the Stadia Pro, and he and here's the thing, right? More questions than answers. For Stadia Pro, they have a list of games you can just stream. Oh, they do like already. Pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Destiny being one of them. And was that on the Connect or was that afterwards? That was on the Connect, I think. Okay. I but don't the thing is, that. the conference itself was so disjointed. Yeah. That like one one minute they were talking about the the controller, for example. This is great. Uh, example they're talking about the controller and everything it can do and then it cut to gameplay and then they cut back to the controller and the price of the controller then they talk about the founders edition how you could change your name cut to some games and then they talk about the price and i was just like why can't you just do that in one why can't you talk Mm -hmm. about the founders Mm -hmm. edition what it does what it gives me and then the price and all the other details like it 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 felt purposely misleading at times Mm -hmm. and my biggest complaint with the stadia event is you're trying to convince me to get off my PlayStation, to give up my Spider-Man, my God of War, my Uncharted, my Last of Us, to jump on your ship. Yeah. What is the killer app? Is it Destiny? And well, like they said, they did show a couple game trailers there, but uh, one for Baldur's Gate three, which is a long-awaited return of a franchise a lot of people love. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited for it. Um, and then there was another one from Tequila Works called, called Guilt, Guilt, which yeah. is actually it looks like it's exclusive to the Stadia, yep. which is yep. which is Baldur's cool. Gate is not, I believe. It's not. I they, think it's PC playing, and Stadia right yeah, now. Yeah, they're playing very fast and loose. Of mm-hmm. if it is or isn't, that usually indicates it's a timed exclusive, if yeah. anything. So um, yeah, but like it, you said, there was nothing there to tell me why I need it. A game, uh, someone who primarily games on their couch at home, why and sw- bring my Switch if I'm working or or on the go. Yeah. Why do I need Stadia for me? Didn't I have no idea? Didn't nah, sell it on me. I don't. I don't. I don't know why anyone would. I'll be completely mm-hmm. honest. I don't know why anyone would. I think um, those that travel a lot, sure, sure, yeah, sure, but like. Again, it's that it's that connection because the one thing about that, it, it wasn't convincing because the one thing that I keep on getting mental roadblocks on is how is this a smooth experience when during the stream itself there was like it, it was it was degrading in visual quality at point yeah parts mm-hmm. there was like frame rate drops there was yep. artifacting on screen and I'm just like this stream's bugging out. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to convince me that this is a good deal for me? Yeah. I'm not convinced, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why it's there. It was a really, really painful uh, ordeal. Not, like, I'm not sure... like saying, like, oh, my God, I was dreading all of it. But, like, yeah. you can see me on stream. I'm getting frustrated of, like, what is this thing? Like, what is it exactly? And I actually had mm-hmm. to look on uh on a few websites to actually get all the details out of this because there are some things that even like kind of hid from us like mm-hmm. that that what you just talked about earlier right that 60 hours equals a terabyte of storage like yeah that is important and that's the thing about stadia so far is they keep on leaving the little details out of the event and it mm-hmm. makes you look deceitful you know like like know. you're hiding the stuff that you don't want anyone to see yeah and obviously, they're going to see it even more. Yeah. I, yeah. I will say, though, I know it's being demoed at E3, mm-hmm. uh, along with another uh, service, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I'm I'm curious to see how well it works with all those people there using all the Wi-Fi. Like, that's a good test for it at E3, and we'll see if it works for them. Um, yeah. But again, I don't know why I need it, personally. Um, yeah. We're going to the next conference show? 
Let's go into the next goober. Let's do it. So the next one is the Bethesda E3 conference. This is, again, Microsoft was first, but this is our rankings. Um, all this info comes from CNET. Uh, Fallout 76. There was a sort of apology. The team announced year two begins with free DLC Wastelanders, which drops in fall 2019. There were large cheers for human NPCs and full dialogue trees, which is classic Fallout that has been missing from the always online Fallout 76. There's also a free trial for Fallout 76 from June 10th to the 17th. Excuse me. Well, let me stop you right there. Yeah. They, they put it like NPCs as like a feature yeah. of the next update. And I'm like... NPCs are not a feature, man. Mm-hmm. But like, I'll stop you right here and, and ask you this question: Do you think that was a good enough apology? Oh n- no, no. <laughs> uh, and the thing that I realized after watching it a second time, yeah, because um, yes, I, I watched these multiple times. Same. Uh, Todd Howard came out and he talked about it, and then he left, and then he let two other people talk about Fallout seventy six, and then he came out after they were done. Yeah. If that wasn't distancing yourself from it, I don't know what is. Yeah, that was. It's like here's the team that really worked on it. Okay, bye. <laughs> especially because last year it was pretty much all him on stage talking about seventy six. Yeah, yeah. And then this year he has two other people, two developers who are working on the game and working very hard on it to make things right. And then he comes back out afterwards. Like I thought that was a little cheesy and a little oh, yeah. of a of a cop out. Okay. Me. All right. What's um, the next point here? Uh, there's also a new battle royale mode coming to the game called Nuclear Winter. It features a 52 person battle royale mode. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, then there was Elder Scrolls Blades, and it comes to Switch. Mm-hmm. Then we got Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, after strange disappearances hit Tokyo's population, it's up to you to uncover the source and purge the city of a strange new evil. Armed with your own mysterious spectral abilities, you will face down the occult, unravel conspiracy theories, and experience urban legends like never before. This now, was my first yeah. hallelujah. This yeah. lo- this looked really, really cool. Hallelujah. Yeah, uh, the creative director was the artist that made Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was super interesting. And uh, did I fall in love with her like the internet did immediately? Absolutely. Yeah. She was awesome. Oh, sure. She's so excited for a game. How could yeah. you not cheer for her? Uh, exactly. The game looked dope. It, yeah. it looked like you know what it looked like to me. I'll sell. I'll sell you the elevator. Ah, the elevator pitch right here. You are Ronan, and Thanos snapped. You're in Tokyo, and you're killing the Yakuza. That's what. That's what this game felt like to me. Right. Yeah. You're, you're like right, right before Black Widow finds you. She's just like, "Hey, what's up? It's raining." Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was except awesome. like was the cool Yakuza color. is like messed up in the paranormal. Yeah, supernatural and stuff. At, at this point in, at E3, I am not drained of all the CG trailers. This is the first CG trailer. Yes, because I blatantly assumed just by looking at it, it looked next gen. Like lighting oh. was insane. We both said on stream while we were doing a watch along, like we thought that was a real guy behind the counter serving sushi to to customers. Like it looked amazing. It looked bonkers. It looked ridiculous. It looked absolutely stunning. Um, and yeah, I was hyped for it. And you're obviously hyped for it as well. Yeah. I'm not a horror game survival horror person, but that trailer did it for me. 
They did say this is an uh, action adventure, action adventure, but it's still going to be spooky. That's how she said it. And I'm fine with that. I am yeah. totally fine with that. Uh, next the game. next part of Bethesda was the Elder Scrolls Online. A new trailer was revealed for the latest expansion, Elsewhere, which featured a big old dragon and featuring the Dragon Guard. But more details will come at QuakeCon this summer. In addition, a new dungeon DLC called Scalebreaker is on its way. This is also when somebody in the crowd annoyed the crap out of us with his woos constantly and threw off the presenters and I do not like that person for that. Yeah, fuck you, woo guy. <laughs> oh, it was bad. If you have not seen the, this yet, if you watch it, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. It, yeah. was, uh, it was annoying. It was, it was bad. Un, it was undaunting. It was so... Oh I felt so bad for getting that getting me out of it. I'm like, come on, guys. You, you can tell he you, was thrown off the presenter, too. Yeah, the knock it off. Is, uh, I get it. It's E3. You're excited, but really... A little bit, like you're wooing at Commander Keen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Speaking about Commander Keen, Commander Keen, Commander uh, Keen. Elder Scrolls Blades and Elder Scrolls Legends. Uh, yeah. It's a mobile game. The trailer said "fucked." That's all you really need to know. Yeah. It really um, is. Wolfenstein, Youngblood, and Cyberpilot were shown off. July 26, 2019, killing Nazis with a friend or in VR. They also showed us gameplay, sorta. They showed us controlled gameplay. And yeah. Cyber Pilot, they really just showed like something happening behind the screen. It was a so, wide shot, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't give me a lot of hope, but it is a $20 VR experience. So what am mm-hmm. I really hoping to get out of it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, Youngblood yeah. is 40. And yeah. so it's, I think it's what Old Blood was, the DLC mm-hmm. for the first mm-hmm. Wolfenstein. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't wait for that. We'll and I said it on stream. We're going to be playing it, uh, Young Blood, Blood together. And in order to prepare, I'm going to be playing both, uh, the first and the second game. Yeah. In one go. So I'm so I'm excited. Pretty excited. For that. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. That, this is the first game that we've talked about that's on my pre-order list. Yep. Both of those. Yep. Um, then Arcane Studios came out and they showed off their next project called Deathloop. It takes place in Black Reef during a time of madness. Colt and Juliana are the game's dual protagonists, reminiscent of Dishonored 2, but appears they are on opposite teams. The game's stylish trailer showed off gunplay and swordplay reminiscent of Arkane's previous series, and seemed to harken back to a lot of the gameplay elements that made Dishonored such a popular series. Now this trailer was awesome and jason yes. schreier has a description of it where he said it was it, it it's hitman meets god what was the other one meets i didn't uh, see this one so. meets a way out but like yeah. you're trying to kill each other and that had me really really pumped also note both protagonists their protagonists that are trying to kill each other are uh people, people of, of color, color which is pretty dope very yeah, cool so Cool. Unless you wear a red hat, then that's really going to piss you off. Um, and then the next thing. for And also, by the way, I love the concept. It was like 70s. Yeah. You know, it was 70s meets what you think an arcane game looks like. Yeah. It's really awesome. Again, and you can kind of you kind of guess by the name Deathloop. Like, once they die, they wake up again and do it all over. Because they're on a singular mission. They're both trying to take the other one out. And yep. it, I can't more. wait to see how it plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually... This is the second one of so far that we've talked about where I'm like, I can't wait to see more. This has got to be another next gen game. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we got this Orion tech uh, yeah. that they talked about. I'm just going to read this for you because I'm going to skim it. Um, okay. They talked about it like it was tech within a service, 
But apparently there's been some misreading, and it may be Bethesda's version of a streaming service Mm -hmm. again. And they showed it uh, off with uh, Doom 2016. Apparently, Orion will allow games to stream content 20% faster per frame, which will enable dramatic reduction in latency. Moreover, the stream uh, it can stream up to 40% lower bandwidth. So this is cool if it's just tech they're implementing and giving out to like or licensing to Microsoft or Stadia. But if this is another service, I'm getting already really tired of these. And we're only on the third one tonight. I, I wouldn't. I didn't take it as a service. I took okay. it as a way to help your streaming services. Yeah, some articles think that. Some other articles, yeah, yeah, uh, fight that. It's, so, it's, yeah, it's and just then we annoying. got doom. <laughs> I know, yeah, and, and it took it took about five minutes of. of, of the I, I will say though, thing. that was the first time they actually showed it on stage. Like yeah. they had a camera of someone playing on the phone, and from that view, it looked like it ran pretty well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Doom I did the big thing. It's Doom Eternal. November twenty oh second. Oh my god! Yeah. Fuck me up right now. It looked awesome. November twenty second. You're going to hell. You're going to heaven. You're going Insane. to the Sentinel homeworld. You're going to fucking Earth. It is more Doom. It is gorier Doom. Giblets everywhere. Yeah. What more do you want? We saw a minigun literally shred a demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, we also Ooh. saw some really cool platforming yep. in Doom, which I didn't know it had. I still need to play the first one, but like mm-hmm. I didn't know that kind of platforming existed in a Doom game. It's a lot. It, it, it did, but not to such an extent. Sure. Yeah. But dashes, double jumps, figure out puzzles to lower gates to get through, and wall climbing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, this game looks fun. awesome. Also, I think they're they showed off what the multiplayer is going to be, and I think that's a pretty fun idea. It's not yeah. standard multiplayer. It's it's two people controlling demons, and they spawn enemies trying to kill the one person that's a slayer. Yeah, awesome. I want to see can how that summon works demons too. on your team. Yeah, it's more demons. of a strategy thing. Yeah, it looks a lot uh, a lot of fun. First major collector's edition too, uh, mm-hmm. which shown off here where two hundred dollars for the Doom guys Doom helmet. helmet. Yeah. <laughs> what a steal. Uh, a steal. Kyle, yeah. why is this conference as low as it is? Uh, for me, there was too much of the mobile stuff. Yep. And the things that I were excited about, I already, well, I shouldn't say I already knew. I already knew about Wolfenstein for sure, mm-hmm. so I knew I was already in. Um, and then the two CG trailers for Deathloop and Ghostwire were awesome, but it drags otherwise. And then. This is minus Doom. They ended with Doom. From then on out, it was awesome. Yeah. But like most of that presentation, I felt very bored. And I'm like, all right, what's next? Yep. Keep it that, moving. They, they lingered too long on some things. Yeah. That's what I feel exactly. 100%. Everything you just said. Too much mobile. Yep. Too much Orion. Um, come on. Stop Stop pushing Elder Scrolls Blade. You know, yeah. please. Knock it off. With that, let's get to the next conference on our list. This is... Ubisoft conference. Um, you have this with Tom's Guide? What's Tom's yep. Guide? Is that a website? It's an article that had all the stuff on it. Perfect. <laughs> Shout out to Tom's Guide. Uh, Shout out to Tom. Started off with the Assassin's Creed Symphony. No, it is not a game if you're listening to this. It was an orchestra that was playing classic Assassin's Creed music. Yep. They're going to um, go on tour, baby. Did not think they sounded well. Oh. Uh, let, you think Joe, you could play the show you, better? Is this what you're telling me? No, I don't think I would. But have you rewatched it? <laughs> no, I have not. 
there was something off. There was yeah. there's something off with the tuning of, of oh. some of that stuff. Ooh, so you um, think you know how to tune a cello better? I don't, but there was something off. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. But well, let's talk about Watchdogs Legion. We talked about it last week. We didn't know what it was. You were worried about it. I was. So would you like to say the description and how you felt afterwards? Uh, I would, except uh, you put in here, I'll read this, Joe. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You know what? Yeah, I did. Um, it's, <laughs> it is, as the rumor suggests, you could take control of any NPC in the game. There's different classes, like assassin, which they use guns, brawlers, uh, which use melee, drone specialists, hackers, etc. Those aren't the official names, but that's what we saw on screen. Every NPC has voiceovers. I bet because... All the NPCs in London is a lot of people, a lot of voiceovers. So I bet there's going to be a lot of overlap, but still very ambitious, really cool. Um, they will all appear in cutscenes and will also have special bonuses and weaknesses. Think of something like Shadow of Mordor's Nemesis system meets XCOM meets a heist in GTA. That's how you can expect these levels, at least the one we saw, to mm -hmm. play out. With that said, Kyle... Yeah. You were worried about this game. I was. How are you feeling now? The only, I, I, in case you missed last week's episode, I was worried because I didn't like the whole play as an, any NPC. What I, any NPC is, is playable. They showed an old fucking lady. Yeah, they did. Good and old her Helen. name was Helen, you said? Yeah, it's Helen. Helen doesn't take any shit. We saw Helen pull out a desert eagle. Because she was a retired assassin. A retired assassin. So, like, you'll walk by him, and, like, one guy, they, they saw him. He's, like, a specialist drone. Weakness yeah. is, like, strength. He hacks something, like, two times faster. His, his negatives, though, is he could die at any point in the level. Yeah. Like, you could just have a heart attack. So, yeah. like, this old lady, she has her bonuses, she has her weaknesses, so maybe she's more accurate, but because she's an old-ass broad, she might die at any minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can yeah, make so, your own team. Yeah, make your own team. So, I'm when I saw it showed off, um, I'm, I'm way more excited for it now. Yeah. My worries are not as big. Um, I still want to know how much established characters there will be i kind of want one more type of yeah, thing yeah there was like a like a, a like a robot-esque type yeah, of bagley dude. bagley dude, he was yeah. like the ai that was helping mm -hmm. you along the way bagley was dope there was a lot yeah. of dry british humor in it it was awesome i and really so enjoyed that, it that's the thing it, it felt like a perfect mix of watchdogs one seriousness yeah. and watchdogs two humor yeah. um and i love how each class uh has different ways to deal with things so like I only saw the assassins use guns and then the hackers had tools to use to hack through and yep. tasers to, to, to take down enemies instead of shooting, which is something we both agree with. Watch Dogs 2 felt off. Like Marcus just killing people. Yeah. Um, that That's didn't weird. feel like Marcus to, to us. Um, Marcus. and then I, my, the one thing that really sold me on this is once you recruit a member, you have to do an origin mission for them. Yep. And then they're on the team, which instantly reminded me of Mass Effect 2 and the loyalty uh, missions and stuff. Like, yeah. this is what I wanted. I wanted to get to know them a little bit to show some sort of character development. And then they brought up the menu at one point, and there's a whole roster of NPCs you, you recruited. 
and they they showed off That's later like XCOM you can element it's like you're yeah. picking the guys and that you're gonna once once they die you're they're, they're per, gone they're done permadeath they're gone yeah, Helen, uh, which, she might not make it to the end of the, the game, you know? And, and you know what's funny? We both said, once that was over, we're making just making a team of old ladies. Yeah. That's all we're doing. <laughs> These old folks, they're going to meet, because she's the strength about an old person, okay? They wake up super early, like 6 they o'clock, do. and they're like, I'm alive? Well, might as well roll with the punches while I can. <laughs> they're up. Oh, my um, God. Watching Helen go after somebody in, the, in this hilarious. trailer, she was walking real slow, she pulls out a gun and just God. goes... Taps him on the back, turns out, bam. That's yep. God, it was so good. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm Let's get to the game. next thing. So this was obviously the highlight of our Ubisoft conference. Yes, it was. Um, they talk about a TV show called uh, Mythic, Mythic Quest. Quest Ravens Banquet. Sure. Sure. Great. Apple Plus. Uh, yep. Guy from uh, Always, Sunny, Always Sunny. Rob McInerney. Um, cool. McElhaney. I can't pronounce names. You know this. Uh, and then there was uh, Rainbow Six Siege, Clutch Royale. Mm-hmm. A new season of Ubisoft's popular multiplayer shooter will be starting this month with two new operators. Looked like James Bond, but U.S. version of him yeah. and somebody else. And I'll take this part. Uh, Brawlhalla and Adventure Time. They're going to have a new DLC, and it was available at the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you could take over this part. Uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. Breakpoint. John Bernthal has a dog named Bam Bam, and Bam Bam was the best, second best part of this showcase. I just wanted to pet him. Uh, you put in here practically won E3 off its good boyness alone. <laughs> yeah, dude. 100%. Bam Bam was gorgeous Bam Bam dog. Was dope. Here's, here's where it, like, the, the conference turns negative. Breakpoint, uh, I didn't see an ounce of gameplay for. I no. haven't yet. I haven't. What is this game? I don't know. John Bernthal's in it great. His dog, yeah. even better than him. But like, I'm just thinking it's like an expanded Wildlands. Yeah. It's just Wildlands. His Lands dog was a pit bull, and I really like that too. It was. They get, mm-hmm. Yeah, they get a bad rap, and you know what? They're great dogs. It's people who raise them, right? Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Now, yeah. here is the here is the thing all the creative developers at that Ubisoft summit were drunk tweeting about. Uh, uh, this has. Uh, Sam Fisher in it, and mm-hmm. all the Tom Clancy operatives from all the games in this mobile game. It, uh, it, give a benefit of the doubt. It did look better than most of the mobile games here. Probably mm-hmm. all of them. Not saying much. Yeah. Just Dance uh, 20? With a water trailer. God. It's coming <laughs> it was like to like a Wii, motivational y'all. speaking trailer. Yeah. Not it's, the usual one. It's still coming to Wii. Which... Oh. By the way, I, yes. I saw someone tweet afterwards. Um, a lot of hospitals and senior centers used oh. to Wii still. And Just Dance is kind of how they use to get them moving and stuff. So, oh, well. That makes hey, a lot of sense. That's really Thank nice. you for making me look like an asshole. No, and then you can, you can take <laughs> no. over this part because this is where it gets back to the article. Well, here, here's the last thing about the Just Dance being mm-hmm. the Wii. Mm-hmm. It's not even Wii U. That's how bad Wii U was. <laughs> anyway, uh, For Honor, sh- Shadows of Hitokiri. Uh, For mm-hmm. Honor will soon host a limited time event called Shadows of Hitokiri. In it, players will square off against a cursed samurai and her dark minions. The event begins today and will last until June 27th. This look cool. Yeah. yeah. Kyle won't cool. let me read that because you can't do it with the accent. It's offensive. No. I refuse. Uh, Do the next one for me. (laughs) Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine. There's not much info yet on Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine, but the game will pit three players against computer-controlled enemies and and be available in early 2020. This was kind of like the limited edition mode in Siege that was out a 
what last year or something yeah a lot of people really liked it and again this builds off a theory that overwatch is also getting its own pve uh spin-off so cool cool yeah. coming up early 2020 and God, then so there was tom clancy's the division 2 mm-hmm. ubisoft detailed new information about its online multiplayer shooter the division 2 New episodes in its ongoing story will take you outside our Washington, D.C., into the woodlands of Virginia. From there, you'll fight off foes at the National Zoo and even in the Pentagon itself. All these adventures will culminate in a raid dungeon for eight players coming this fall. Furthermore, a movie based on The Division will debut on Netflix sometime in the near future, directed by David... That's the wrong David. It's not David Lynch. It's David Leach, I think. Leach. And starring Jessica Chastain Come on, and Tom. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, not, not David Lynch. And uh, let me uh, let me handle the rest here. Then they have okay. Uplay Plus, which is their new subscription service uh, for fourteen bucks, fourteen ninety nine a month. You play a hundred plus Ubisoft titles. It will be available on PC and Stadia. That is way too expensive, Ubisoft. But whatever. Roller Champions. This is going to be their. Uh, Rocket League takes on Fortnite-esque aesthetic game. Uh, it had a pre-alpha test that you could test out during E3, which I thought was pretty cool. And then you had Gods and Monsters as the last uh, announcement. This looked awesome. It looked like Breath of the Wild meets Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it's made by the Odyssey team. It looked cartoonish. It looked beautiful. It was probably the brightest thing we saw until Nintendo's conference. Looked mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Ubisoft's conference, not Nintendo. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, I said until Nintendo because we oh, saw a lot gotcha. of brown blood afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so, with that said, Kyle, yeah. why is it so low here? Because for uh, me, it it's yeah. For for me, yes, this should have been uh, second to worst. I, I prefer Bethesda's a little bit more than this one. Yeah. Um, the reason why this one was bad, uh, Tom Clancy fatigue. There's so many Tom Clancy games. There, there's Breakpoint. There's Quarantine. There's Siege. There's Division 2. Like, there's the Elite Squad mobile game. It's a lot of Tom Clancy that was said on stage on Sunday. and Or Monday, excuse me. It was just a lot. And yeah. the, the coolest thing was Legion. And ended with... Uh, Gods and Monsters, which we'll get to play soon in February, but we didn't see much. That was a very short trailer. Yeah. For me, it is, it's a lot of, we're holding a lot of stuff in for next E3, which mm-hmm. I got a lot of vibes of this year. And yeah, it was just like, but here's all of our games right now. And here's yeah. the DLC for them. Yeah. So it was just like, it was a lot of like, okay, okay, for honor update. Okay. I can't say anything that accent. Okay. Breakpoint, no gameplay. Like it was just, it was a lot of, a lot of fluff and no, no substance after watchdogs. It was kind of mm-hmm. a, a big bummer. Yeah. Like for me, Bethesda or Ubisoft can flip back and forth. It was, it was a bit of a shit show. And this was also, like you said, this was the show where it hit me like, Oh, they're just treading water next year will be yeah. the big blowout yeah. for E3. Uh, yeah, and with that, let's get to Square Enix. Uh, yeah. It, it, oof, God, this got to be a big show. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, settle in, boys and girls. Yeah, it's a good man. Uh, I also have 
Never mind. I'll say it after this one. Uh, Square Enix, This all this info comes from Kotaku. Mm-hmm. Uh, started off the show with the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Hallelujah. It's still episodic, in case you were wondering. Uh, the first installment, The One Ill Ship, on March 3rd, will include the Midgar portion of the original game, which has been expanded. It'll take up two Blu-ray discs. Also, not even the developers know how many episodes this remake will be, which we found out afterwards... And boy, is that upsetting. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm really worried I'm going to be 60, and those not <laughs> I won't finish this remake. Episode version. two is coming out. Oh, finally! <laughs> oh my god, I'm just I'm worried time. about how long it's going to take. Yeah, but it was impressive, and you saw me. Oh. I I pre-ordered it. I'm not a so Final impressive. Fantasy dude. Never played seven. Me, me, and Joe after work were just drooling at that this gameplay and uh, at how this th- whole conference, man. You were in love with it. This was like. Again, I'm going to wax poetic about this boss battle that they showed off. Uh, I know what that looks like on PS1. And the changes that they made to it and the fact that there's height difference and you need to use switch to Barrett to hit him when he's far away. Like, it's they modernized it perfectly, but while still keeping the classic take. Yeah. And I can't wait to explore the rest of Midgar and see what they added. And it's going to be so good. I love the UI because it did look PlayStation 1-ish. Mm-hmm. But it at the same time looked modern. I liked it a lot. And um, they yeah. they still have the ability to to stop time and turn mm. base and think about what your next action. Like, yes, please, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Dope. Let's get to Final Fantasy Eight is getting a remaster. I knew I had to say this because you have a lot of excitement. Oh, yes, I do. And don't uh, worry. Don't worry. It'll be out on the PlayStation 4, Switch, Xbox One, and PC later this year. Kyle. Yes. Oh. Talk, talk to me here. This is this so, conference all, is pretty much all you. I don't know. This is yeah. This. this is why this was my favorite. Um, I, man, Final Fantasy VIII gets a lot of hate, um, and I don't understand it. It is such a classic, <laughs> in my opinion. The way the the systems work, the junctioning guardian forces, and drawing magic from enemies, and and just the the art style, like it is, it is perfect in my eyes. And mm. the reason why that we didn't get it for a long time is the the source code was missing, um, and they, so they basically had to rebuild this one, um, which is fine. And I'm just happy <laughs> we're getting it. And now I can play all of my favorite Final Fantasies again in one spot. That's awesome. And I can't wait to platinum this on my PS4. It's going to be glorious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next story we got is Outriders. It's a new shooter from People Can Fly. Coming out summer 2020, it's a one to three person cooperative shooter for the makers of God of War Judgment. Don't brag about that, Square Enix. Uh, Square Enix calls it a journey across a dark and desperate sci-fi world in search of a of the source of a mysterious signal. It'll talk more about this game uh, this winter. It comes out Xbox One, PC. Uh, and PS4. Awesome. It looked cool. Worth yes, noting, yeah. this winter, what could Ooh. that be? What could that be? PSX, PSX maybe? PSX is just, just tell us, Sony. It's like a book my flight now. Just tell it's me. Happening. It's doing it. Uh, yeah, it looked cool. No gameplay, but this conference showed and brought the gameplay so mm-hmm. not even i'm not even giving it a you know a ding for that uh kingdom hearts 3 is getting dlc called remind it's coming out this winter um and yeah sure. it was announced during a one of their orchestras which was weird and then here here's yeah. my here's, here's 
you read this because I'm get a little bit too emotional about this guy. I got a lot okay, of emotions. Sure. Uh, Crystal Dynamics, a long-awaited Avengers game, arrives on May fifteenth, twenty twenty. You'll be able to play as five characters: Cap, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, and Iron Man. They do not look like they do in the movies, which is fine. Troy Baker and Nolan North play Bruce Banner and Tony Stark, respectively. Square Enix said it will release content for the game over multiple years. It will have four-player online co-op, and every new character and map added to the game will be free. No random loot boxes or pay-to-win scenarios. Xbox, PlayStation 4, PCs, and Stadia. Mm. Also, PlayStation has a special marketing deal with exclusive DLC. <clears throat> Spider-Man. 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 It could happen. They, they really they they pushed it. I'm not bringing Spider-Man out of here. He's busy. They really pushed this notion that like they're like and Sony fans have a lot to look forward to. Oh wink yeah. wink nudge nudge. And uh yeah, I, and it, it takes with this theory I, I said in uh, my video where they were opening a West uh West Coast Tower in Spider-Man. Which so, is what the trailer showed. That was what the, the opening trailer showed. Yeah. We're getting Spidey bitches. It's happening. It's happening. You fall on the Golden Gate Bridge. Kyle, what were your thoughts on this trailer? Obviously, I have the shirt. Yeah. yeah. I, I not like the uh, the Twitterverse right now. I liked what I saw. Oh, yeah? Um, I don't mind that they look different. Sure, hearing different voices for these characters is going to take an adjustment period. Um, by the way, fantastic voice cast. Um, oh, fantastic. They're all great, dude. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with them looking different than what we're used to. Um, and I, it, that doesn't bother me. What, yeah. what I want to see is what the, the feel of the game. And I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I thought the trailer was great. I think the problem with the trailer is Thor looked awful and the, the hair. The hair looked off. Some of the, I I agree partially with Twitter. The models looked a little a little beaten up. A little a little bit like the stunt doubles rather than like the cast because you know Cap, you know Iron, like RDJ. You sure. Just assume. But yeah, I think it's blown up, blown up a little bit too much because Hulk looks awesome. But I think what they should have done was they should have went with how Insomniac handled Spider-Man. I think maybe we handle Spider-Man differently because when he was announced, I think we just got Spider-Man for the first time in the MCU or we're about to. So looking, looking at what we got here, I feel like it just looked a lot like the MCU. And I would have liked them to take a little bit of liberties like we saw Insomniac do with the Spider-Man Insomniac suit. Where oh, it's you just... think they looked uh, too much like MCU? Yeah. That was oh. my, my, my issue. No? I don't think so. All right. But from what I hear, the gameplay is king, and the gameplay is really solid in this. So yeah. I'm going to see. I'm going to wait. Gonna, again, they could always change a model of Thor to make him look less sickly and uh, Black Widow not to look so much yeah. like Rocky. I, I, I plead you, if you're listening to this, yeah. and you have not heard people talk about it, I highly suggest going looking up Easy Allies and their impressions on it because they saw a behind-the-closed-doors demo of what was shown, and it sounds amazing. It sounds mm-hmm. awesome. I, that will at least ease your fears a little bit. Uh, if you listen to that one, so check them out. Yeah, yeah. So with that, uh, 
Square. I liked it. The conference was, awesome. was strong. And I'm not even a JRPG guy, but they just yep. gave me gameplay everywhere. You're like, yep. I'm not like, again, it's a common theme throughout this entire E3. I'm not opposed to CG trailers. It's what got me hyped for Bloodborne. But immediately after those CG trailers, break it up with actual, you know, a game with gameplay to it. I did not see that in a lot of this conference. And Square had it. And that's why for me, they're this high. And I mm-hmm. don't even, not say like, but I'm not the audience that they go for. And I'm just like, yeah. well, I can appreciate it, you know? Yeah, I would have put this up a little bit higher on yeah. the list, but I, I'm okay with where it is. All right, all right. Uh, also, thank you, Square Enix, for putting out a, a good show for once. Yeah, like, yeah. Thank you <laughs> for your teases and everything, great. Jesus. And thank you yeah. for no woo guys. Kyle, Ooh. would you like to break down the number two conference of the show? Number two. This comes from GameSpot. All this information. Microsoft conference. Over sixty games. X Cloud. Xbox Scarlet. Why isn't it number one? Let's give you the highlights. It starts off with the Outer Worlds release date and trailer. Also, I new- do have to note, yeah. uh, we're not talking about all 60 games. Don't worry. It's literally no. the highlight highlights of the yep. Spark Notes. So. Uh, so Outer Worlds is shown off. A uh, new game from Obsidian. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, there was a new trailer that confirms the release date of October 25th. Looks great. I saw gameplay out of that game. It looks like Fallout in space, and I'm down for it. <clears throat> Down yeah. to clown. I don't like the release date because I think it's awful, but awesome. I think it's the day of or the day before Call of Duties. And I'm mm. just like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. everybody's just going to talk about this game. <laughs> you know? And, and, and so, a yeah. lot of uh, this was a different trailer from them. Yeah. The other ones that we've seen have been like very silly and goofy mm. and a lot of humor. This was very serious and like it had its moments, but. Yeah. The tone was a little different, which I didn't mind. This game looks awesome. Yeah. Um, next, we got shown, uh, actually officially shown, Ninja Theory's <laughs> Bleeding Edge. Uh, after it was leaked, Ninja Theory, one of the recent acquisitions by Microsoft, showed up to reveal its new game, Bleeding Edge. It's an action game that is getting a technical alpha later this month. Got Overwatch vibes from it. Yeah, major Overwatch yeah. vibes. And unlike the rest of the, the internet, I don't think that's bad. And This actually no. looks really cool. I'm down. Yeah. Want to see what they do with it. It's cool. Uh, and Ninja Theory also said this was a game they were already working on when they were bought. And yeah. they're all, they're working on other projects as well. So yeah, that's cool. Happy cool. for Ninja Theory because they're great. Yeah. Uh, Gears 5 details and release date. Microsoft spent time showcasing some of Gear 5's characters and one of its modes, the three-player Escape. Like the games listed above, we also got a release date September 10th. This was awful. Awful. Absolutely fucking dreadful. And it pisses me off because, Kyle, I'm a huge user of I know you are. I hear the gameplay is awesome. Why did I not see it on stage is beyond me. Mm -hmm. It's beyond me. I'm with you on this. This is, what, two and a half months before this game comes out? Yeah. And you showed me just trailers and then Terminator DLC. I don't care. And then you Show go under the why stage. This game is awesome. Yeah. Because I know it could be. The yeah. reason why Gears of War 4, I feel like to so many people, kind of did not get the love it deserved was because at that E3 showcase, it showed weak ass gameplay. And I think that translated into it translated negatively. You have this awesome franchise that needs the, the love that needs to show that it's evolved. And you did not do that major drop of the ball, Microsoft 
major. And I'm get it. I'm a fanboy because I love Gears of War. Like I'm gonna break the fourth wall. Look at that. Look at that. Okay, Marcus yeah. Phoenix, right up there. Love them. Love these games. And it just pisses me off how so much of this goddamn conference, and it's good. It's a good conference. We'll get to it. It's just CG trailer after CG trailer. No matter, you know, I get it if the game's a year and a half away. I get it if it's Halo Infinite. But this game's two and a half months away. You got to be out of your mind. Stupid. And and as a non-Gears fan, I'm (sighs) with you. It was awful. I, like went that, I went to zero to one hundred. Like no, that's fine because this was bad. This was a bad look. Like that trailer they showed before they went underneath the stage yeah. with that weird transition to show off the escape mode. Like, what did that tell us about the game? That Nothing. there were these characters and these faces, and maybe Laura Bailey's character, which I don't know her name in the game. Is it Kara? Right. Kara? Yeah, uh, Kate. Okay. Kate, thank you. Also, I forgot to mention, I forgot to pace this. I don't know why I did. But uh, midway through, and that, this is where, to me, it stops being a good, a great conference. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 happens. Awesome oh, CG yeah. trailer. Mm-hmm. And then we get the reveal, which I felt was a little weird. The guy that was shot and was dying, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, someone in the comments, um, he was he was a character that not a lot of people liked in the in the alpha build that they they just kind of saw him as like a Mexican stereotype. It's weird that they killed him off like one, two, three. Um, But awesome CG trailer. I actually showed this to my mom. I was like, hey, mom, look at this gory shit just to freak her out. And she was down for it. She's like, oh, this is awesome. Why? Because at the end, Keanu Reeves shows up. And who does my mom get wet for? Keanu fucking Reeves. Oh, God. <laughs> Oof. Uh, also, his character's name is Johnny Silverhand. It's Johnny Silverhand. Keanu Reeves gets out on stage. Everybody loses his, their mind. You're um, breathtaking. He's breathtaking. You're breathtaking. Shut up. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. And I'm down. I'm down for this game because we've seen like 20 minutes of of gameplay before it. Um, Cool. Cool. Then we got to the Elden Ring. Sure. From Software's game collaboration with George R.R. Martin, which had been rumored, was officially announced. We got a trailer for the game, but no gameplay. It will be open world and appears to take inspiration from Dark Souls. I get excited for anything from Software. And I'm excited because George Martin Railroad is Martin. involved. Yes. I love Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. This trailer sucked. It was bad. And from software, you should feel bad. You could do better than this. I wouldn't say the trailer was bad, Joe. I don't know what happened. It was just like floaty things. But in the air. I feel like this game was, was just like talked about thing. earlier this year. They're probably not that far along. No, a rumor has it. I mean, I think he said uh, 2020. In Jason Schreier's article, he notes it as being an early 2020 re- release. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so, okay. no, this game's coming, and we don't know anything I, about it. I mean, it's one of those things where I trust George Rever Martin. Um, yeah, because he always like finishes his things on time. <laughs> sure. Uh, but, again, this also, I think, was hindered because this was leaked. Sure. Beforehand. Microsoft Which buys sucks. Double Fine. Yeah. That's dope. It and I cool. love Tim Schafer on stage. He makes a joke. It's like, so we're going to be like helping out with Gears and Halo games? <laughs> if you want help awesome on Excel, like I'll yeah. help on Excel. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. This is an awesome get. They show off more Psychonauts. Awesome. I'm on board. This yeah. is this is a, a great part of, uh, of, mm-hmm. of the conference. More Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. Looks dope. Looks great. Sure. 
And then, Kyle, you can finish off this point right here. Uh, Halo Infinite trailer launching on Scarlet. Scarlet seems more like PS5. We got the first trailer for Halo Infinite, but it was unfortunately devoid of gameplay. We apparently won't be seeing more of the game for a while, though we did learn it's coming to Scarlet in addition to Xbox One and PC. So, Xbox Scarlet, um, this is gameplay, or sorry, lack of gameplay that I can understand. Because this is a ways off. This is, you know, a year and a half away. I get it. Cool. Start the PR for it. I love how Phil Spencer said what made the Xbox brand was originally was Halo. This is what's going to make Scarlet launching with a Halo game. This is what I've been saying, uh, for I think years now. They need it. They need to launch with Halo. They're doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. CG trailer looks great. I was just focused on, uh, on the chief, but then like I was talking to a few people afterwards. They're just like, is that supposed to be the next gen? Because it doesn't look it. I was just like, I don't know. I was just looking at Chief, and he looks beautiful. Uh, I, it looked good. Yeah. I so like the trailer. with that, they talk about the, the Xbox Scarlet. I was going to say the PS5. And they talk about the RAM it's using, the DDR, G6, whatever. Uh, they talk about uh, the architecture is AMD Navi. They talk about how they, they made a big thing. No more load times. We're sick of it just as much as you are. Then they talk about ray tracing. And I feel like right before the press conference, and I said it in my video and I'll say it here, is they knocked on Sony's door, right? We had, um, we had, uh, what you call it? What's his name? Mark Cerny knocked on his door and they go, Hey, hey, Mark. And he's like, hello there. Um, they're just like, Hey, we got a question for you. And how may I help you? They're like, um, listen, Xbox Scarlet's coming out. Um, we didn't prepare, right? Can we borrow your homework? And then Mark Cerny just replies, well, as long as you don't make it look like mine, then that is totally fine. But if you do, I will straight up cut a bitch. And they did. It literally, it sounded like the Wired article Mark Cerny was talking about just a month and a half ago. And I was just like, are they talking about PS5 or are they talking about Xbox? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. It just seems like this Xbox, the only thing that's a real big difference is the emblem and the box on it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That's all I got to say on that. Uh, and then last but not least, the, the Microsoft reveal of the next-gen console. Or sorry. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of just, it was, they revealed, they unveiled Scarlet, oh, and they, sorry, you know, that wait, talking stuff, me... and then Halo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the one thing that is not on this list, which I find fitting, because it was very forgettable, yeah. xCloud. They talked about it for two minutes. Yeah, maybe that's and, not my bad, though. That was probably me. But no, <laughs> but seriously, like, yeah. it's a forgettable part of that conference. Yeah. They it, barely it, touched on it and, and talked about why it was awesome. And yeah, why it was like X- a minute or two, and then I had to look up on a website of what this thing actually is and yeah. straight up it just sounds like remote play but with yeah. uh your phones and another thing that's not on here is uh game pass coming to pc uh game pass ultimate 15 bucks a month pc yeah. xbox xbox live gold it's a good deal um cool yeah yeah so at the end of the day this conference is is a great conference yeah, it's um, a, again, yeah it is a great conference but there i most of these games i can play on my playstation and mm-hmm. I felt like Microsoft was yet again, they're holding things in for a better show next year. And I feel like, and I'm so sorry, anybody who loves Xbox also, uh, I do too. But why the thing that aggravates me is you hype this up. 
Like, it's not like our expectations got so out of check. I understand. Maybe ours did, right? We were making crazy predictions at the end. But when when you make such a statement like, we're going to be here in the biggest way we've ever have. And then Phil Spencer yet again blows his load way too early and says, we have 14 <laughs> Xbox studios. And once I heard that, I was just like, oh, no, people are not going to have their priorities in check. They really think you're going to see a lot of next-gen stuff, and they're not. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. And I'm just like, this conference, great conference, not a good Xbox conference, more of the yeah. same. And it was a, a damn shame because they had a great opportunity to really put Stadia in the fucking ground and really make up ground with the PlayStation, and they did not. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. And I, and I think that- Cyberpunk on my PlayStation. <laughs> One of the one of the small things that would uh, I think would have helped the show is to have the cyberpunk thing go on later in the yeah. show. Yeah. Um, but I realized why they couldn't because the Forza Le- Lego car had to be out there in that spot where Keanu came out. So that's why it was switched <laughs> for a, a Lego car, which is beautiful and really yeah. cool. But like Keanu coming out was a huge moment that should have yeah. been on later in the show. But yeah, uh, I, yeah. At, at that point, I was like, "Oh man, they put out Cyberpunk now. What else they got?" That was a terrible mistake because what ha- happened afterwards was just like a whole bunch of indie stuff, and then more like DLC. And I was just like, "Okay." Which Again, indie stuff that- was not bad. Indie yeah, stuff was not no, bad. but like the thing that I, I hated about it was they're all five second montages. Like once you write down the name of one game, you look up; it's something different, but not much. Like the art's still like you know wacky and eight bit, and you're just like, "Wait, yeah. was that the same game I was looking at? What's going on mm-hmm. here?" Mm-hmm. And then after you get past those montages, you get CG trailers, and then after the CG trailers, you get Phil Spencer out there talking for two minutes. Like it's, I don't know. It was, yeah. it is what it is. And the last goober on the list is what I like to call Nintendo. Don't fuck this up, please. <laughs> <laughs> this oh. stuff comes from GameSpot. Uh, two new Smash Ultimate DLC characters revealed. While the Dragon Quest character re- reveal started things out, the end of the direct brought another newcomer, and it was a big surprise. Banjo Kazooie, the two for one character, releases this fall. Holy shit, did that pop? That was cool. Everybody lost their minds. I even yeah. did. Banjo was a game I always rented, I could never buy as a kid. Mm. I lost my collective shit. Mike Tanjo, no, who's sitting next to us, lost his yeah. collective shit. I have no attachment, but I was happy for those that, that finally got it. Oh, man. So dope. And, hey, hopefully this means Rare's working on a Banjo game. Mm-hmm. Because you can't show me this awesome model. He looks great. God damn it. He looks so fucking good. He looked great. I could kiss that bear right on the mouth. <laughs> and it wouldn't uh, be weird. Also, about the Dragon Quest reveal, yeah. it is the hero, and it looks like all the other Dragon Quest heroes as Echo Fighters, or okay. Palette Swaps, or something, um, yep. which is cool. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven Definitive Edition release date for the Switch announced. It's September something. Um, I'm tired of hearing that music. We heard that music a lot <laughs> over the couple days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 gameplay for Nintendo Switch debuts. Nintendo gave us a closer look at the upcoming Luigi's Mansion sequel, Luigi's Mansion 3, for the Nintendo huh. Switch, including gameplay. Shout out to Gooigi. Yeah, Gooigi's my boy, dude. Shout out to Gooigi. Gooigi's my boy. Also, shout out to Nintendo giving us actual fucking gameplay after all yeah. these awesome trailers. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I, mm-hmm. it's again. I'm really sounding like a negative prick in this episode. And I feel like a lot of people on Twitter has been saying that. A lot of uh, content creator friends is like, man, like I'm just sounding like an asshole. No, you're not. This just this E3 kind of sucked. And um, and don't apologize for the way you feel. I'm not apologetic for me. Uh, this this was awesome. 
like, dude, Luigi's Mansion, dope-ass game. Luigi's Mansion 3 looks dope, and we saw awesome gameplay. We don't even know when that game's coming out. Uh, The next game, Kyle, would you like to read that one for us? Sure. Uh, Zelda Link's Awakening remake Dungeon Maker mode and release date revealed. The new mode is a dungeon creator that looks and sounds pretty excellent. As its name suggests, the mode allows players to create their own custom-made dungeons by placing chambers earned in the adventure mode. Once created, players can explore the dungeons. Conquering the various chambers will yield various rewards, Nintendo said. As for the release date, Nintendo announced that Link's Awakening will launch Hmm. on September 20th. Here's the weird thing about this reveal, okay? Mm -hmm. This game's coming out in about three months, a couple weeks after Gears of War. And it's so weird how we saw this trailer, and then it followed up with gameplay that sold the trailer. Almost to say, hey, this is a game that's coming out soon. Here's how cool it looks. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. It's funny what, how that works. Is, well, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Especially right. a game three months away. Wow. It's yeah. weird. Right. Um. <laughs> News to me. <laughs> Uh, new, new Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance yeah. 3 trailer includes a ton of Marvel's best characters. Also, they showed off an expansion ca- uh, expansion pass yeah. with Marvel Knights, X-Men, and Fantastic Four, which will be out in the fall. Oh, God, um, Animal Crossing for Switch delayed, but it now has a name. Now officially dubbed Animal Crossing New Horizons, the upcoming installment has been pushed back to March 20th, 2020, as well as... Witcher 3 on the Switch? Yeah. So, okay. So, there was a lot more stuff. <laughs> we got to the part of of the show when I was writing these down. I was even like, maybe I should get rid of uh, uh, some things here or there. Nintendo had so many games in 40 minutes. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Same with Xbox. 60 games. So, again, both these both these were great, good conferences. Nintendo's, I actually think, was some of the best direct I've seen. Um, awesome. It was awesome. Now, again, we, it didn't cover everything, and some games weren't great, like Contra. But oh, yeah, no. at least with Contra, even the game that looked like shit, it had gameplay. That's what Nintendo offered that nobody else at E3 came to, because just like I was saying weeks ago, this is a transition year. It's not going to have the pops that a lot of people want. And um, with that said, man... Ultimate Alliance looks dope. <laughs> yeah. They showed more gameplay and it and it looks awesome. It, if you remember Marvel Ultimate Alliance, that's how the game plays, it's how the game feels. It is a sequel after all. It looks dope. Yeah. Animal Crossing gets delayed because Doug Bowser said he doesn't want the team to crunch. Awesome. Awesome. Doug Bowser already seems really dope. And I could take those delays because I don't want anybody to literally kill themselves over a video game. And so with that, before we talk about how our overall feelings were, you could just guess what mine are. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the audience and how they felt about the conference. Now, Todd Oxford says this feels like a transition year. Oh my God, look at that. Even with Xbox having the spotlight, it felt like a repeat of their 2018 conference with wasted opportunity uh, to drive excitement for Project XCloud and Scarlet. Square Enix did a great job. Bethesda and uh, Ubisoft were snoozers. And Nintendo, Nintendoed. Hell yeah, they did. Cameron Ken says, Nintendo, number one. Square Enix, number two. Number three, Xbox. Bethesda, four. Ubisoft, five. I think it was good. I it, I think it was a good idea for Sony to skip. Nintendo had the benefit of not being in a transition period, but everyone else generally had weaker showing than usual outside of Square Enix, who had 
who had nowhere to go but up. Yo, shout out to Ken for literally having my same thoughts. Um, the Camdy man. I think it did make sense to skip. This year seemed uh, smaller in terms of big releases. Looking at Sony's slate for next year or so, it doesn't seem stacked enough to warrant a whole conference. And then Bland, Bland, give Bland Explosion the platinum trophy for literally getting the same exact list that we got. Number one, There's Nintendo. You. Number two, well, it's official. It's a trophy room. I'm sorry. This is a trophy sorry. room list. No, well, next time, write your list down. Like I, I said, and then you just ignored me. We're going to have this argument on, on air. <laughs> uh, number two, Xbox. Number three, Square. Uh, number four, Bethesda. Number five, Ubisoft. I think it was smart for Sony to pull out if they didn't have much to show. If they were at E3, they forced to be compared with other companies. Hopefully, they'll shine at PSX. And then uh, Blaze Knight says... <clears throat> Nintendo, Xbox, Square, Devolver, EA, Ubisoft, Bethesda, in that order. Sony can stay home next year. Nobody missed them. I just fucking you. plays <laughs> like. Uh, but yeah, like Garrett said, better to have no show than to disappoint, uh, than a disappointing one. So, uh, Square slash Xbox carried the Sony angle anyway. So that's a better take on the Xbox angle. I appreciate that. And then we'll leave, uh, fam- famous wrote a, f- famous Seamus wrote a god dang a brilliant expose on the Casa de Bad Bit Discord, which you should all check out. He rated them each one Bethesda at a four, uh, Square at a six. Let me see here. Da-da-da-da-da. Ubisoft at a seven, Xbox at as an eight. Uh, yeah, Nintendo as a ten. I mean, holy crap. And we'll get to your question in just a second. With that, though, my first question to you, Kyle. Yep. Everybody seemed a little bit down on this E3. It's not just us, thank God. What are your thoughts on this year's E3? Was it a bit disappointing? Uh, yeah, uh, just a bit. Um, I like the running th- theme between both of us. Not enough gameplay from the games that I was interested in. Yep. Um, and the ones that I was interested in, I got gameplay from. And yeah. uh, a lot of things that I've been waiting for for a long time that I finally got to see. So those parts were extremely high for me. Um, mm-hmm. Getting Final Fantasy VIII back is huge. Uh, if you haven't seen my freak out, go seek it out. It's amazing. <laughs> me and Joe after work, we lost our you damn too. minds. You too. Um, yeah. E3 is still E3. It's still awesome. But having the void of no Sony for me and some of these conferences were a bit of a snooze fest. Yeah, it was a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Now, I agree right there with you. Again, I'm, you guys know. You guys have been listening to the show. Uh, do you think it was wise for Sony to pull out of this year's E3? Do you think sure. now, hindsight 2020, if I was you, would I have still pulled out? That's what she said. Oh, man. Got oh, one man. on myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think looking at it now is probably wise. Um, there wasn't enough, like, major bombs to drop on on sony stage and i think the third party stuff that we saw it from ubi and and uh bethesda and stuff i think the only one missing really from this year's e3 was capcom Mm. as a whole um yeah we yeah we we saw like the bad resident evil trailer Oh, that was out of the, the that was bad. One. But like, yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, think there was enough see. third party stuff to to help warrant a PlayStation's showcase. Yeah. Um Yeah. So yeah, I think it was okay now. I mean, before I said on the show, I was upset 
that they pulled out because I would love to see them. But uh, I think it was wise of them now after the fact that they yeah, decided. Yeah, I to. think it was it was a great move by Sony. And there was like one. This was like the most clickbait article I've ever seen or like video. It was like even when Sony pulls out of E3, it wins. And I'm like, oh god, what a burn! But like to to some extent. If you think real hard about it, because this is a trophy room and I'll spin this if I can. She's kind of right because you're talking about how all these conferences underwhelmed and like Mm -hmm. Xbox missed an opportunity, right? The only one that seems to get really positive is Nintendo and you know, Sony sitting back. You're not, you're not hearing about how Sony fudged this one up. You're hearing about, yeah, Sony wasn't there and it was better for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so. Yeah, to some extent, I believe that is correct. I think by Sony not being here, they gained way more positive buzz than negative buzz. So, though, you know, like, I guess good or bad publicity is good publicity, but I don't know. I think it was a really good move. With that said, though, do you think they're going to be there next year? Do you think this was only temporary or you think that this is a permanent thing? They're never going to be at E3 again. That's a that's a great question. I think it might be smart for them to come back, especially with uh, PS5 on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if they're not doing a reveal event like in February, then, yeah, I could see them coming back next year. But I don't think they have to. If, if some people view them as winning this year's E3 by not being there, I, I think it's fine. If we continue getting steady state of, state of plays throughout the year, mm-hmm. why not? If PSX comes back, like it sh- maybe it's just okay. Maybe it's fine. Yeah. Do you think PSX is coming back this year? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Just and I think the next state of play will hear it. Ooh. Put it put it in the bank. Put it in the bank. Well, and bank. with that said, though, like there is rumors that there's going to be a state of play this month in June. Yeah. So yeah. you're thinking... I'm thinking this next state of play, will, we will hear PSX is back December... I don't know if it's if it's Vegas, L.A., or San Fran, but it's going to be mm-hmm. one of those three. What if it's New York? Please, for the love of God, Joe. If it's New York, I will run to your house, and it'll take me weeks, maybe months, <laughs> but I'll get there and I'll give you a hug. Yeah, dude, I would love it to be in New York, so I don't have to play airfare for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think a state of play. Maybe a week after everything's said and done, we drop release dates for The Last of Us and uh, Ghost. That uh. That would be that would be quite a thing because then everybody's talking about Sony, you know, yeah. in, in 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 a really positive light. And we don't yeah. even need release dates for those two. But to be show positive. me what Blue Point's working on. Just show me that. <laughs> but to be positive though, like there's a lot of games out here that we're buying, and I don't oh, know how I am. Yes, like like yeah. Dude, in a month I'm gonna be buying you know, Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Fire Emblem. Then in in um. In September, my my wallet's just straight up fucked. Like, it's, yeah. you got Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, you got Borderlands 3, then you got Gears of War, if they'll ever show me gameplay footage, maybe it just comes with a fucking trailer. Um, October, you got Call of Duty for the first time, I'm very interested in it. Like, th- November. <laughs> November, can we talk about it for a second? Yeah. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Death Stranding. Yeah. Doom Eternal and the Pokemon. Pokemon. That is a that is two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, just on the yeah. basic versions of which I'm not getting. Yeah, so so like for me for the rest of the year it, it stacked like Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, both Wolfenstein's Control, Borderlands three, Death Stranding, Star oh, fuck, Wars, I forgot Pokemon, about Control, Kyle. 
Yeah, dude. And Borderlands, you didn't say. Like, it's it's huge. No, no, I said Borderlands, I think. Oh, and then, like, okay. in March, in March, we have Watch Dogs, and then immediately afterwards, Final Fantasy VII, and then we have, like, and then Cyberpunk. if you're a nerd. Cyberpunk in, in, in April. April. And then in Avengers May, in May. In Avengers. Oh, my God. Elden Ring, which is, again, supposedly early 2020. And then if the rumors are true, Last of Us Last or of Ghosts us in there. Like, good God, Joe. God help us all. Yeah, what it's a lot. Do but 2020 is going to be the year of shoe, dude. It's going to be the year of fucking dreams here at the And then new right. consoles in the fall. God. It's going to be a great year for gaming, for sure. I can't wait. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be a fantastic year. I, You know, at the end of the day, was it a disappointing E3? Yes, but we did get stuff we wanted, so... It's not all bad. Oh, my God. I <laughs> forgot about Sea of Solitude. That's out soon, too. Kyle, I'll throw this pen right after the camera. Oh, God damn it. I'll throw it right after the camera, <laughs> Kyle. And we got the Apex Season Pass coming out next week. Ooh. Ooh. Damn it. Ooh. And this only affects me, but my sports games? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, no, Madden. Oh, God. No, Famous I'm not Seamus writes in, because I almost forgot. As you notice, the common theme of these conferences is that there wasn't enough gameplay shown. Do you think it's because companies realize they can show gameplay at live streams slash shows instead of, of spending five minutes on a whole game? They can show they can. Oh, sorry. Let me read this over. Famous, you're blowing my dyslexia mind. As you noticed, I did notice, a common theme of these conferences is that there wasn't enough gameplay shown. Do you think it's because companies realize they can show the gameplay at live shows slash live streams? Instead of spending five minutes on a whole game, they can now use that time to introduce three new games with trailers? Or uh, do you think it is a good idea? Let me start from the back and work my way to the front. That's what she said. Um, no, it's not a good idea. I think the people have spoken. This is bad. Um, do I think it's the, for, to save time? Maybe it's to tease people over time, but I don't think that's good. Yeah. You know, like, I don't don't think that's the, yeah. It's, it's all like, look, we're getting a beta for Gears of War. I don't even know how this game's going to play. It may be all be riding bikes and hitting each other with lollipops. I don't know. Like, ideally, and I know this is cheating. I'm really hitting our gears bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The way Luke's that... Luke's going to talk to me like a dad. Sorry. Yeah, he is. Uh, the way that I prefer games to be shown off, and again, yeah. this is completely unfair, is what they did with Last of Us Part Two. that last trailer. There was a cinematic... Mm-hmm. Cutscene, and then it went right into gameplay. It gave us the best of both worlds: what it looked like in the cutscene, graphical department, and then how it plays. And I think that's how you hype yourself up about your game. Yeah, yeah, I think that's perfect. And again, like Nintendo did that almost game after game. Yeah, it was nuts. You know, Mm -hmm. man, God, we're praising Nintendo a lot. You want to call this the? Trophy podcast? No, you can't. They don't have achievements. Never mind. Fuck Nintendo. With that said, Kyle, <laughs> yeah. let's plug, 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 and get the hell out of here. Yes, sir. Uh, as always, I'd like to plug myself at Ninja 73 on Twitter and at PSN, right below me in this fancy new graphic. Uh, you can follow my show all about the kind of funny community at BFS Talk Funny on Twitter and Best Friends Talk Funny wherever you listen to podcasts. And my kind of NYC show, Dollar Slice Podcast. We just did our own E3 rundown. We went through all the conferences, two hours of geeky goodness of us 
talk about games. Okay. Um, you can find that on Dollar Slice Podcast, wherever you listen to podcast services, and Dollar Slice Pod on Twitter. And my ranking goes, because this is my time, Joe, <laughs> it is Square Enix, and then it goes Microsoft, then it goes Nintendo, then Bethesda, then Ubi. <laughs> Bite me. <laughs> Guys, you can follow me at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. You can follow the shows that we do on YouTube at Badbit Games. You can follow the Trophy Room on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Uh, what is what else? Podbean, Spotify. That's the one I was looking for. Google Play for the two people out there really interested. And yeah, please rate us five stars. Whatever rating system you can rate us with the most of those things. It really does help us out. Shows us that you care. Builds this big, awesome community. Uh, Call the trophy room, and I love you all so very much. With all that out of the way, keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.